Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, friends. As you all know, the presidential election is coming up November 3rd. If you haven't yet registered to vote, my favorite resource for all voting questions is IWillVote.com. There, you can check your registration, request an absentee ballot, apply to vote by mail, or vote from abroad. With so much at risk this election, it's imperative that we make sure our voices are heard. And I'm so hopeful that everyone in this community shows up this election to make change. Now let's get to the show. Hey everyone, my name's Olivia Perez. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, and the host of Friend of a Friend, a show where we sit down with some of my friends, your friends, and new friends to host inspiring conversations about building something from the ground up. If you are a young person, specifically in college, today's episode is just for you. I am so excited to welcome Morgan Starr, a co-founder of Blue Future, onto today's show. Blue Future is a youth-led civic engagement startup focused on organizing young people around progressive electoral campaigns. Their mission is to continuously engage, mobilize, and connect young people to progressive electoral campaigns, equipping them with the resources, tools, skills, and network to be effective volunteers, organizers, and public servants. They are the largest progressive youth-led political action committee in America, and their programs have significantly helped progressive Democrats win key races through their network of college students around the country. In this episode, co-founder Morgan Starr and I discuss the importance of bringing political organizations to college campuses, the power of college students in this election, what's at stake for young people, and how we can get involved right now to make a difference in this year's election. Here's my friend, Morgan Starr. So for everybody that's just tuning in, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. My name is Morgan Starr, and I'm one of the co-founders and co-executive directors of Blue Future. Blue Future is a national organizing program run out of the Youth Progressive Action Catalyst, which is the largest progressive youth-led political action committee in America. So what we do is we build the field infrastructure to help progressive Democrats win in key races across the country while simultaneously developing a diverse leadership pipeline to strengthen the future of the Democratic Party and the progressive movement. I'm so excited to be talking today for a million reasons, but you know, I'm 26, I have a young audience, and I think right now a huge goal of mine is to not only inspire young people, specifically probably a lot of first-time voters who are who are followers of mine and listeners of mine, not just to go out and vote, but also to just get involved in politics in general. I feel like it's super polarizing at times. It kind of feels like it's something that 
might not be tangible for people to get involved in. So I'm so appreciative of your work because I feel like you're providing such a physical touch point for, for young people to get involved. Yes, absolutely. And that, that's kind of one of the reasons we started Blue Future. We did not see that, at least on the Democratic side, the Democratic Party was including young people in, in their mission. And we primarily work with folks ages 16 to 25. And we find that at high schools, there's not usually a local political club, or even at some colleges, there's not. And we, most of the co-founders went to school in Washington, D.C., and we thought, here in the nation's capital, we don't know how to get involved. What are students doing across the country? And that's why we found it was so important to kind of start this organization and get going and start including young people in this conversation. I love this. So let's start at the beginning. I want to know more about you and your co-founders. What was your first introduction to politics having grown up in D.C.? Yeah, so I actually didn't grow up in D.C. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania. So really my first introduction to politics was living mostly in a conservative town. Uh, We had a mayor who then ended up running for Congress, uh, really on some anti-immigrant rhetoric. And it it was really interesting and really got to learn how the majority of the immigrants in my town were being discriminated against. There was blatant racism and things like that. And I didn't fully understand these issues until I went to college and I started getting involved with my college Democrats. And I I went to American University here in DC, which is where the majority of our co-founders went. We have some co-founders who went to NYU and a couple other schools across the country. But we really found that we're on this liberal campus with so many students who may want to get involved in politics but we can't because we have to decide between a job or going to volunteer on a campaign. And the majority of the time we're going to choose the job because we have student loan debt, we have schoolwork, we have all these other priorities that are competing with maybe our passions. And so we wanted to find a way where we can invest in young people and pay them to do this work. And so that, that's what we're able to do now. And we're, we're really proud of that because we believe that we should invest in young people and they should get paid and supported and have the resources to do what they want to do. Pre-COVID times, we would actually invest in students on their college campuses to go and knock on doors in the different communities that they live in and talk to voters, talk about the candidates. We would also sponsor a lot of trips. So if students wanted to maybe travel to a different state where there was an important race or something like that, we would we would help them do that. But now in this COVID world, we've actually had the opportunity to work with even more students because it is all virtual. And we're focusing primarily on phone banking and voter protection and making sure people know how to get their ballots, know when to send them in, and really just overall voter information, which has been a lot of fun and a great way to work with students from all over the country. You were saying that all of your co-founders went to different schools. How did you guys all meet? And like, what was the moment of inception for Blue Future Now? Yeah, absolutely. So it really started off with an apartment party where we're we're having pizza, just kind of talking about, okay, why did I get involved? So I originally got involved in politics because I cared a lot about student debt. I loved going to American University, but I got into a lot of student debt by going there. And it's something that I still struggle with today. And so I wanted to make sure that I was having and being represented by people who understood this burden and knew the burden that young people were taking on. And then my my co-founder, who's my co-executive director right now, Nick, he also went to American University and kind of grew up, you know, and started out knocking on doors for Obama. So always believed in this theory of change and knew that organizing was the way to go. And we just started talking to other friends saying, okay, how can we make this idea stronger? Is this idea already out there? Because we didn't want to do something that was already out there and and just add to the political 
ecosystem, we really found that the majority of organizations are not youth-led and are not partisan. So that's really what makes us unique. We are youth-led and we also pay young people. We're one of the only organizations that pay young people. The Democratic Party does not pay young people for their efforts. The Republican Party does. Uh, so that's a little interesting, but that that's kind of how we how we formed this vision. And we started talking to different partners and different students, asking them what they would want to see. So I believe we have around, we have about six co-founders and then our team has expanded. And uh, right now, Nick and I lead the team full time and kind of working with uh, different students, like I said, all across the country and things like that. But that's how it came into fruition. And we, we first started working in Virginia. So kind of sticking close to DC and then branching out as, as we grew. So can you walk us through what the process is? Say I'm a student and I reach out to you um, to work with you guys. What's the process of that like? And what offerings do you bring to them to get involved? Yes, absolutely. So we really do an open call of, call for funding and for our application. We did one in the summer and then in the fall and we'll do one in the spring. So we try to plan it based on the semester to fit a college student's average schedule. And so the way it works is you would want to get on our email list. So we have a big email list of about 3000 students where we're always sending out updates and different opportunities. And we promote our application on social media as well. So following us there is a good place to kind of get connected with us. And so we share out the application. Hopefully, uh, we have lots of applicants. In the summer, we had around 500 applicants, which was really exciting. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was incredible. Great. Yeah, it was, it was really amazing. And it was so amazing to see that's how many people want to get involved. And there's no prior experience necessary. That's what we do. We help train you. And so it's a short interview process where we really hear why do you want to get involved? What, what makes you passionate about creating this blue future or a better world and really hear, hear that. And then we accept our students and it's a paid training program. So each week they sit on a zoom call for about two hours and learn a new area of organizing. And then they get um, trained how to work with a specific campaign for that week. Uh, But beyond that, we're also offering students a bunch of different opportunities because we are now in the political ecosystem. We do have job opportunities that we send out to our whole listserv. We're also offering professional development workshops so students can kind of learn a little bit more about resumes and cover letters and interviews and things like that. And so we do all of those different things. But, you know, the biggest thing that we do is provide students with money as well as the resources to organize their own campuses or their own communities. I'd love to hear a little bit about your thoughts on just being a college student in general right now. I'm sure you come across so many different students and have observed so many different patterns in what identifies a college student today in terms of how politically active or inactive they are. Are there certain patterns that you've noticed when it comes to students and their inclination towards politics today? Yeah, so I think from when I was in college just two years ago, we were really passionate about certain things and maybe like student debt was the top of our mind. But now I think it's really focused on climate change. We've noticed so many students are super passionate about climate change as well as gun violence because these are the students who grew up in that era, as well as the Black Lives Matter movement right now and racial justice. And it's, it's really interesting. Many of our students were in fifth or sixth grade when Donald Trump was elected. And so it seems, you know, it, to me, I was like, wow, that's such a long time ago, but you right. know, they were so young. And so that's really when their political awakening was happening much earlier than maybe 
folks who are on the later end of like 25, 26, which is where the range of, um, I'm 24, but most of our co-founders are around 24, 25. And so I think we've, we've seen a shift where it's really focused on those specific issues. And our students are also more, more inclined to work with more progressive candidates, we've found, given the issues that they care about, as well as really excited to do a lot of hands-on activities. They aren't afraid to call up a voter and they aren't necessarily nervous to go knock on someone's door. They want to be out there in the field and be protesting and, and making sure that they are you know, making this impact. Obviously, you guys have students that come to you to be a part of it. Is there anything you've noticed that's been striking to you about students who might not want to get involved? Yes, I think sometimes we see students who may not want to get involved because they don't want to be seen as maybe political or... right not or not knowing enough. We see that a lot too. Some students are really apprehensive because they they say, well, if I'm making calls or volunteering, what if I don't know the right answer? I, I don't want to you know, get in trouble. Or And we just tell them that it, it's really important to believe in yourself because students and young people are really amazing and they really do have this knowledge. They just have to really talk from their heart and speak from their heart about what their story is that brings them into into this fight because it's not necessarily knowing the right answer on a specific issue or different things like that. Uh, so we try to tell them that. And then for being political, we, we try to remind folks that almost everything in life is political. And especially when you start to get in college and you have to pay for things on your own or you realize the different rules your school has and different things like that, um, it does be start to become political. And, and it's really been, it's really amazing what our students do on their campuses, in addition to the activism and work that they do with Blue Future. Do you feel like the college system in its current form supports organizations like yours? That's an interesting question. So I, I do, don't think that the schools support this without our infrastructure. That's why we had to make this infrastructure because A lot of schools have college Democrats or college Republicans, but they don't offer resources or training. It's really on your own to do it. And it can work really well if you are a well-funded program, but it's very hard to get those donations when you are a school because the majority of schools are 501c3s, which is nonpartisan. And so it is very difficult. And that's what we really found when we were at American University. It was hard to do this. But it is nice when you have an organization like Blue Future who can come in and and work with you. But I do think our universities could do more to help students get involved politically as well as help just with voting. The majority of students don't have off on election day. And I really believe they should. people don't have off on election day. Yeah, which I think could be a huge incentive for people. I've been thinking and actually speaking a lot about voting plans and how important it is this election because if you think you're just going to show up November 3rd and vote, please just heed my warning. That's probably not a good idea. But the fact that so many people might not be able to vote early or vote by mail and like will have to resort to that is so devastating to me and that the time off isn't given. Yes. And it's scary because when you're, when you're in college and it's an exam, a midterm or, you know, an right. exam. you miss a class, you like get docked on points. Yeah. It's a huge yes, thing. So you don't want to do that to vote. It, it doesn't necessarily always seem worth it at times. That's really, really tragic. But if you're a college student, please make sure you vote early or at least like talk to your teacher, try and organize something. I'm really hopeful that this year, you know, some, I'm hopeful that if the school is not allowing it, at least teachers will. Yes, me too. And I I definitely encourage any students who are listening to, like you said, try to organize 
your teachers, try to talk to your administrators, your dean, because I think it's really important. We'll be right back after the break. Support for Friend of a Friend is brought to you by Incipio. Did you know that every year there are 2 billion plastic phone cases produced that eventually end up in a landfill? Incipio's new eco-friendly Organicore collection protects the planet and your phone. Organicore is the perfect next step to becoming more eco-friendly because we all know it's the small changes that we're making at home that add up to make a big difference. I've been using my Organicore phone case on my phone every day, and I love knowing that I'm not contributing one more piece of plastic to waste. Organicore is made up of 100% compostable materials that reduce landfill waste by naturally re-entering the environment from where it started, from plant to case to earth. My case is a beautiful natural color that protects my phone 360. No bumps, no scratches, and I can be stress-free with any drop from eight feet. I'm also loving my new AirPod case, which is something I've never used before, but will definitely never be able to go without moving forward. It keeps my AirPods clean in a beautiful mystic blue soft case, and I'm able to identify their mind in any scenario. Shout out to people working from home and misplacing or confusing their AirPods all day. It also comes with a strap because how many times have we all lost our cases? And with my Organicore case, I don't have to sacrifice anything. They're wireless charging compatible, and there's a lifetime warranty, so they've got us covered. And last but not least, don't forget to recycle the packaging after you get your new case on your phone, as all Organicore packaging is 100% recyclable with eco-friendly water-based ink. You can purchase Organicore cases online at verizon.com or your local Verizon store, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FRIEND at incipio.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at incipio.com with the code FRIEND. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. You may know me from Bravo TV's Family Karma and, of course, social media. I grew up in a very conservative Indian family, but I have always forged my own path and live life on my own terms. I recently left my successful career in New York City and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Join me as I spill the chai on my own cringeworthy personal life experiences every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I really want to touch on what we were talking about earlier in terms of funding and how, you know, Republicans pay young people, Democrats don't. But you guys really have a big emphasis on funding and how important it is for people to donate, but also pay the people that are working for you guys and are really looking for a prospective career in politics. Can you talk to us a little bit about the impact of the lack of funding for youth organizations? Yes, absolutely. So that has a huge impact primarily on the diversity of who can be involved in these organizations and and really what it looks like. And then these people go on to run for office. And that's, I think, why we primarily see the majority of people in our political system as white and as men. And so what we really want to do is our our long-term theory of change is to fund students now, give them the resources they need, and to keep following them throughout their lives. So one day they call us and say, hey, we're running for office in this state. Now, can your students help me? And that, that's really the goal here is to make sure that young people know that they're supported and invested in and really can support them throughout. And we're going to be the largest voting bloc in this election. So it's really important that 
the Democratic Party starts paying attention to us as well as the entire you know, country because young people are going to be the deciding factor in this election. And so we hold that power and we want to make sure that power is heard and that we're being listened to. And so that's what we try to do at Blue Future as well as we, we try to reach out to as many different organizations as possible and, and tell them about our, our youth program. Why do you think it is that young people have been categorically left out in the past? So I think it's the same thing with internships. I think there's this idea that you need experience. And once you get the experience, then you can, you know, go on and get a great job and get paid. And I also think that young people are really great volunteers. They're willing to do it because they think it's fun and it is fun and they want to get involved on a race or they want to maybe get involved to help their resume or something like that. And then, you know, they're stuck maybe working 15 to 20 hours a week on a campaign, not really getting paid at all. I also think with some campaigns, it it is hard. Not every campaign has as much money as a presidential campaign or something like that. But we do think it's important to really reflect our values and our budget. And that's why all of our our money primarily goes to the young people we work with. But I, I do think they've been really left out of the conversation because this is just kind of how it's always been is you'll work with the high school students, you'll work with the college students and they'll just volunteer for free. And that, and that's really important. There is of course an element of volunteering that's for free, but it shouldn't have to be that if you want to get a job in politics, you have to first start out as unpaid. We believe that if you want to get a job in politics, you can start out as paid and, and continue to work your way up. I'm not sure if you were following the Massachusetts Senate race, but we saw with the the primary was between Senator Ed Markey and Congressman Joe Kennedy. We really saw young people step up to support Senator Markey because he's one of the co-authors of the Green New Deal. And it was we did not work on that race specifically because we don't necessarily get always involved in primary races. But it was really incredible how young people really banded together and made such an impact on his race. He really would not have won if it wasn't for young people. And they called themselves the Zoomer Caucus, I believe. And they made a lot of phone calls and worked really hard. And they were able to pull off a victory because they talked to all the voters in the state, which was really incredible. And I think when young people see that and see their power, they're going to continue to hopefully get involved. Yes. I love that. That's such a great story. The Zoomers. (laughs) I love it. I want to talk a little bit about some issues that are at stake right now and get your thoughts on them, especially for college students. What's at stake for them in this election? So a lot, a lot is at stake. And I think, I think what's at stake for them primarily is, is climate change. Our climate is really on the brink of collapse. I believe we have about seven years left where we need to do something. And there are so many universities and that's still have investments in fossil fuels. So I know a lot of our students are involved in divesting in fossil fuels. And then we also have some students who are really involved in the fight for racial justice. Many of our students go to schools in cities where the school necessarily doesn't have to pay all of the taxes to the city. So the schools are benefiting from all of the benefits of the city but aren't giving back to that city. So some of our students at University of Pennsylvania are planning on ways how they can reinvest in Philadelphia instead of just taking everything from Philadelphia, you know, benefiting from the public transportation, the public lands, all of those things, and thinking of ways they can get get back into the community and give back. And it's really our students who are going to their administrators and pushing for that. So I think that's a really important issue as well. Also, I think the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is a really important issue for a lot of our young people. We 
right now, many of us have healthcare under our parents, but as we turn 26, we won't. And that's a big, a big issue for us. And if we lose the Supreme Court seat, or if Donald Trump gets to appoint more Supreme Court justices, we may lose the Affordable Care Act. And so that's huge. We may also lose reproductive freedom under that, as well as a freedom for LGBTQ folks to get married and and different things. So those are really some of the top issues, but I I don't think they're that different than some of the issues that maybe middle-aged voters would care about as well, because we also need to be concerned about things like social security, because that is an issue that's going to affect us. We don't often think of it in that way because we're not at that age yet, but that's something that we're paying into right now and we might not even ever get. Uh, So different things like that, we really want to make sure our students are focusing on. And we always want to, you know, work with candidates who are focusing on these issues. And then once they get in office, even push them further on these issues and and really try to make make change. Yeah, there's so much at stake. I'd also love to talk about just the future of what we could potentially look forward to if Biden was elected. I think there's a lot at stake right now just for students in like culture on campus, whether it's the fact that we're now you know, having to take school, well, not we, I think I'm still a student, but that students are having to, you know, do school from home and things like that. I wonder how that has, I would love to hear your thoughts on Biden's plan for education, especially as in terms of the work that you do for students. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, Biden, I think it's important to distinguish for all students listening and, and Biden has a plan for education and has a plan for student student debt and student loan forgiveness. Yes. There's like two years free of community college. There's a loan forgiveness program. There's so much that could be so helpful for students coming up. Yeah, absolutely. And we are, we're really happy with that plan because it's important that he has a plan out there and he is showing us that he is listening to us. And we've also been able to work closely with the Young American for Biden coalition. And so we've been able to contribute our ideas and bring our ideas to them. So we're so happy that they're listening to us. And we know that if Joe Biden is elected and when he is elected, we're, we're hoping that, that we can even push for more and push for possibly free college in the future and, and push for the Green New Deal and push for things like Medicare for all. And that's really important to our students. So I, I think it's important that we acknowledge the power we have now to get someone like this into office, but then also when he's in office, think of all this transformative change we can make. Again, it's just so important that he has this plan in place and is ready to act on it. And it is, you know, consulting with people who are in the Senate, who are former educators like Senator Elizabeth Warren and, and other folks who really understand what they're, what they're talking about on this issue. The other great thing that I think is amazing that's happening is we work with a lot of students who can't even vote yet. So they're preparing and getting ready in their sophomores or juniors in high school. And they're talking to the seniors at their high school, getting them registered to vote or getting, you know, their parents or their aunts and uncles and things like that. And so we're really seeing this kind of activism starting at a younger age, which is really important. And I do think we've been able to see the primary, of course, was there was a big primary with a lot of Democratic candidates. And I, I think young people are really understanding what's at stake and are coming together to support Joe Biden, which also makes me really happy because I think he might not have been everyone's first choice. He, he personally wasn't my first choice, but we have been able to come together and, and really learn about his policies and work on, you know, how we can come together, unite and start fighting for him. What would you say to first time voters who might be discouraged this year? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, I totally understand where they're coming from. It's, it's a lot what's going on in the news and, and what you hear, but I think it's so important to think about what this brighter future could be. Imagine a world where we don't have to have GoFundMe pages for illnesses. Imagine a world where we don't have to worry about student debt. This is a world we could have if we elect Democrats. And if we elect Joe Biden, I really feel that that could be possible. And so I think to all young people out there, know the power of your voice and really believe in that power and take the time to get registered and get educated. It's really easy. There's so many different websites. You could go to IWillVote.com, OurBlueFuture.us, our website. And we have a voter registration tool where you could register in only two minutes. So it's very fast and and could be easy to do if you go online. And it's just so, so important to make your voice heard. What are you working on right now that you're most passionate about getting people involved in? So right now we are working on getting people to make sure they have a voting plan. So that's something we're really passionate about because as you said, if you just plan on showing up on November 3rd, it might not work out the best. So we're really passionate about making sure our students can do things beyond just calling people and asking them who they're voting for, but making sure they can really talk to voters about their voting plan. Because research shows that if you have a voting plan, you're more likely to vote and really turnout increases. So we want to make sure that our students are all trained and know how to get absentee ballots, get mail-in ballots, and learn how to vote in person. So our students are actually working with Team Biden's voter protection hotline. And this is really cool because they're on the receiving end of the phone call. So they stand by as the hotline manager and they'll be able to answer the calls and help people if they have questions about their ballot, don't know where to return it or know how to vote. So I'm really excited that our students get to take part in that because it is so, so important. And we're really answering questions, real real people's questions and, and really getting to talk to all Americans. So it's really exciting to do that work. This episode is coming out about a month before the election. Is there anything in the next month for students who want to get involved after hearing this that they can expect to get involved in? Yes, absolutely. So I think one of the things that they can do is first check their voter registration and check, you know, five of their friends' voter registrations and really talk about getting registered with their friends. So you really want to do that about a month before the election. They're still a lot of states where the deadline hasn't passed. So it's not too late. And there are some states where you could vote the same day and register the same day. So look out for that. If you happen to be in one of those states, like the great state of California has that option. And then I think another thing that students can do and young people can do all across the country, no matter what state you live in, is find a candidate you're passionate about and volunteer to make a few phone calls for them or volunteer to send a few text messages. It can go a really long way. And It is not as intimidating as people make it seem. People are generally friendly and and want to share with you why they like that candidate or maybe why they're apprehensive to vote. And you really get to put your own opinion in there and and help influence people. And it, it feels really good when you change someone's mind. So I would recommend volunteering. And to do that, you can contact Blue Future on social media or you can find us on our website. And we have a ton of different volunteer opportunities every single week. That's amazing. Can you give us some examples of like what volunteer opportunities would be in a week if someone went onto the website? Yeah, absolutely. So we work with about 12 different states, the mostly the battleground states. So right now we're working with North Carolina. So if you volunteered with us this week, you would be calling for two state Senate candidates who are running in North Carolina right outside of the Raleigh area. And 
Then next week, we'll be working in Georgia. So we'll be primarily working with Lucy McBath's campaign. So she was endorsed by a lot of the gun violence prevention groups, is a wonderful congresswoman right now. So we're excited to work with her coming up. And then we're also going to be working in Texas with Candace Valenzuelas, who hopefully will be the first Afro-Latina congresswoman. So just different different candidates that we're working with. Uh, we try to work with as many progressive candidates as possible, and you'll primarily be helping us make phone calls and talk to people about their voting plan and, and see really what they're thinking for this election. Say you're not somebody who wants to donate their time, but you do want to donate your money. Can you talk a little bit about the funnel, where that goes, and how your dollar is helping what you guys are working on? Yes, absolutely. So almost every dollar we make and and fundraise goes directly to our students. So with $10, $15, $20, you can support one of our student organizers for about a week. With $1,000, you can support them for our entire program. And it's really great because one student will make around 1,000 to 2,000 phone calls with voters. One student can register up to 100 voters. One student can check the voting plans for up to 100 voters as well. So there really is a, a great return on your, on your dollar, and we really make sure that these donations go right in the pockets of our students. That's incredible. It's amazing to see how far that goes with the work that you guys are doing. Yes, it really is incredible to see. And and that's why we're so appreciative of our donors and of all the money we've been able to raise and really give it back to, to the young people. Just for clarity, for people listening, I know you were saying earlier that you guys work on a semester basis. For people who say maybe don't want to get involved this semester, they can sign up in the January semester, I'm assuming. But you guys also have volunteer opportunities now, right? Yeah, so we have volunteer opportunities now that they could get involved with up until election day and, and probably beyond. And we also are now doing the professional development workshops. So they're open to everyone. So I know a lot of right now it's a, it's a rough time for young people who are finding jobs given the pandemic. So we want to make sure we can help students kind of get their foot in the door in the political arena. So we are offering those professional development workshops as well. And then in January, we will be opening up a new program that students can apply to get involved with. And we'll be focusing mainly on issue advocacy. Amazing. What if you're not in college? That is totally okay. So all of our volunteer opportunities and professional development opportunities are open to the public. And we've actually been working with a wide range of folks since we've kind of opened those up to the public. Amazing. I'm so grateful for that. I can't tell you how many programs I was a part of in college that just stop after college. And I'm like, but now what do I do? Yes, that, that happens to me too. Mm-hmm. Are there any resources or platforms that you want to call attention to right now before we log off? Yeah, so I would definitely recommend to all listening to follow along with Our Blue Future Now. That's our social media handles on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So that's Our Blue Future Now. And we post a lot of different resources about voting. We post about a lot of different job opportunities, as well as a lot of different youth organizations that are working on similar things and some of our partners. So would love to call attention to that and would love for you all to check out our work and get involved with us. It, we, you know, we can do this together and we just need to work on building this better future for all of us. Thank you for taking the chance on building the infrastructure. I know building something is really tough, especially as a student, but you're really paving the way for so many people to get involved and in really a space that wasn't there before. So I appreciate your work so much. I'm so excited for this to go live and for everybody listening to want to get involved. 
thank you so much. It was awesome doing this and great meeting you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Bs. See you next week.